So welcome to Man Chat. This is two men talking about what's been in the news and how it can be affecting men's mental health. Each week, uh, we'll cover one main topic that's been in the news and discuss that between ourselves. We'll then move on to the agony uncles and talk about the problems that you're facing out there as blokes with your mental health. And then we'll finish on talking about how our mental health has been in the week to hopefully give you guys some ideas on how to reflect and take stock of what's going on in your life. Um, as a quick introduction, my name's Sean, creator of the Locker Room Journal, um, the quickest and easiest way for men to figure out their mental health and have the conversation with themselves, and passionate about getting men talking and using our lips to speak. Um, and I'm joined here by my good friend, Callum Huggy Hindle. Welcome, Callum. Cheers, Sean. Thanks for inviting me, mate. I am thrilled to be part of this. Mate, great to have you on board. Um, I don't know if you want to give yourself a quick little introduction for our lovely listeners or viewers, or if we even managed to make this out of our computer into the big wide world. <laughs> Depends how good your editing skills are. Uh, yeah, so Callum, aka Huggy, um, known Sean for seven years now, mate. It's a long time. Uh, yeah, long time. Um, Sean started up this initiative. I got involved with his um, daily man thoughts and then, yeah, we had this idea and I think it's going to really catch on. And I think it's a good way and a good platform for guys to get out there and start talking because, as we know, mental health within men is just something that gets beaten down inside us and then we never talk about stuff. So I think this is a great platform. So anyone listening, get in touch. We got Have we got like a... Like a handle? Have we got like an Instagram? Yeah, or, uh, so we will Twitter. We will have them. Um, if you reach out to the Locker Room Journal is where most of this will probably be. Um, so that's Locker Room Journal on Instagram and Locker Room J, I think it is, on Facebook. Um, or people can catch us in Man Thoughts, the group on Facebook dedicated um, as part of Man Chat. Um, and mm. yes, seven years feels like a very long time to have known you, Cal. Um, but yeah, without delving too much into our history on episode one <laughs> of... Series one, do you reckon we go yes, series? Mate. Who knows? Um, yeah, it will be. Yeah, exactly. Um, today's topic that we're going to dive into is sport. Um, so this comes on the back of European Super League proposals that were announced last week um, and also on the social media boycott that's taking place from this Friday through to Tuesday um, between rugby, cricketers and footballers. Um, and the question we're asking this week, Cal, for our lovely listeners and viewers, is sport as a general um, function, is sport good or bad for mental health? Um, and welcome your views on that. So I think let's take that as an initial point. When you first yeah. get, is sport good or bad for mental health? What are your thoughts there? I think sport in general is great for mental health. Being able to get out there and exercise, meet new friends. Like I always remember as a kid, my dad saying to me, if you're in a sports club or a sports team, you'll always have friends. So I think yeah. it's great in that aspect, but I think on the flip side, the negative aspect of sport is, for instance, all the trolling that goes mm-hmm. on on social media. I think if you're a professional, not even professional, actually, if there's anyone that's maybe in a ground watching a game, you could get abuse on the pitch. I think that then can play havoc to someone's mental health off the pitch because we all know we get off a pitch or off a court or wherever we play our sport and we rerun that game in our heads mm-hmm. yeah. and it's bad enough because you're your worst own, you're your own worst critic mm-hmm. to imagine if you've got some Larry on the side of the pitch shouting some abuse at you, 
not yeah. only are you hearing your own negativity after a game about you missing that tackle, that pass, you know, not finishing your lap in the same time as you should have, you're also going to hear that person screaming at you, being horrible. Um, and I think that's going to play. Yeah, I just think that's going to have such a negative impact on the impact of sport and on your mental well-being. Yeah, so it's almost like with, with sport, there's sort of two sides to it. Then I, I suppose there's the partaking in sport that you mentioned there, that team sport um, side and mm. actually physically going out and doing it. And I think in Man Thoughts in our Facebook group, we did a poll the other day and I think team sport was one of the top rated activities that the lads like to do to um, connect with others and actually improve their mental health. Um, so yeah, we've got that participating part, which initially here in, in the first couple of minutes, we were going on a, on a more of a leaning to a good side. Um, but then there's also the watching and the, I suppose, it's, I think it's been termed tribalism that follows sport. Um, and like you say there with the, the abuse that players receive and um, how that can actually affect players' mental health as well. Um, so I think, yeah, that'd be something good to, to talk a bit more about on because I know that, I mean, I've been to a few football games um, in the past. I'm not just an armchair supporter. Um, and I know that you're a big rugby fan as well. But yeah. when I think about some of the times that I've been to football games and I've sat there and you, you sort of get swept up in the atmosphere. And I remember going to watch, I think it was QPR versus Fulham, which is a, a West London derby. And there was a guy, I think it was, um, I think it was Shelby Ojo on loan from Liverpool um, playing for QPR. And he was, he was 16 or 17 at the time. And I remember he was having a great game, but we were sat in the QPR or the, the opposite team to what he was playing on. Um, and I just remember the amount of abuse that was being hurled at this guy because he was playing really well um, from the fans was quite unbelievable when you think that that's a 16-year-old kid playing football, um, just doing his daily job, right? Imagine if you, yeah. um, Carl, I know you work in an office, imagine if you walked in there and everyone was shouting at you, wanker, wanker, because you've just smashed <laughs> they them. They probably up. do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they probably do, I just saying, don't hear yeah, them. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Imagine if they were saying that to your face. Um, <laughs> yeah. But it gets me thinking about, you know, how many people actually get swept up in that tribalism of sport, of, you know, the group, um, the crowd psychology is all about, you know, you follow what the person next to you is shouting. If they're shouting and they're being aggressive in sport, you're more likely to follow them at a chat um, in their chance. So is that something that you found in your experience of, of going to watch games? Um, uh, yeah, yeah that's yeah, it's definitely. I think it's one of those scenarios. It's You're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. You get abuse from your own team if you perform badly. And you get mm -hmm. abuse, like you said, from the opposition team, uh, supporters if you perform really well. Mm -hmm. So it's got to be a fine line. It must be difficult. Um, but games I've been at, like I used to go and watch football a lot when I was younger. Mm -hmm. So I don't really remember much. I vaguely remember watching Blackburn Rovers against Fulham. And I yeah. was sat, and I must have been like 10 or 11. I was sat near the Blackburn Rovers subs. Yeah. And the amount of abuse that they were getting from their own fans, because I think we were losing Fulham, shock. Yeah. Um, this also shows um, this also shows any listener or viewers Callum's age that he was watching Blackburn play Fulham so I don't think I've been in the same league for about five to ten years hey I remember it Mark Hughes was playing what wow Mark Hughes was playing so and, and, he, and he back -heeled, mate, he back healed it on the halfway line and I remember just turning with Dabby like oh my god he's the best player ever <laughs> <laughs> Mark Hughes we welcome any comments on Mark Hughes I personally think he's a terrible manager um, but Back Great to player, the, though. Back to the point, yeah. So you're at Blackburn, yeah. you're watching Mark yeah. Hughes do his magic. 
Yeah, and the, their own their own fans like were shouting abuse at the subs on the side mm-hmm. of the pitch. Um, I just think, what what has that got? To, like that must be playing such a big part on your game, especially if you've not even been on. Like, mm-hmm. fair enough, if you've come off, you've had a stinker, you're going to sit there, you're just going to take it, laugh, probably like try and digest it. Yeah. If you're about to go on the pitch and you've got your own fans shouting at you, you're not good enough to start. Yeah. How's that going to affect your performance when you're on the pitch? Like, I, c- I couldn't imagine it. But then on the flip side, I've been to a few rugby games and I've, I've witnessed, uh, granted it goes on, I know, but I've witnessed a lot less abuse um but i suppose it's just the supporters that go uh i do i do remember our first year at uni we went to go and watch wales versus england opening six nations game yeah and the the crowd were going mental at all the english supporters so you can imagine on social media if we only see that small snippet yeah. how much goes on on social media. Because I think Liam Williams during the Six Nations, when he missed a tackle at the last minute against France, I think he was getting death threats, mm-hmm. abusive messages, like from Wales fans. Yeah. Like his own fans. Like, what yeah. is that about? Yeah. Like, bloody hell, come on. I think he, I think even his missus was getting abused. Wow. And about you, him. You often find that. I find that with football as well. You can see, like, someone that's not related or, or is related to the player but has had nothing to do with that material impact on the game will be getting abuse and comments um, mm-hmm. on that and I suppose it's an interesting question why do you think the passion and, and it's not just football I mean cricketers and rugby players are also boycotting social media and I think that's a great point there on, on Liam uh, Williams receiving the abuse but yeah why do you think there is this passion in sport and whether passion is the wrong word for it um but why do you think young men, because it will be young men like ourselves, Cal, that, that will get swept up in this, right? And I mm. may have had a few beers at the football and then I will be like, ah, oh, fuck, Liverpool lost again because, you know, fucking Dejan Lovren's had a howler. Um, thankfully, he's not yeah. still at Liverpool. Um, but, you know, even those sort of comments, like, where does passion then become an actual mental problem for people watching football? Um, and do you think there is a, I suppose, a rain check that supporters of uh, sports need to, to need to take to make sure that they are actually supporting the team and what they're doing is good for their mental health. Um, because, yeah, it, it can't be good if you're getting that angry about football or rugby or cricket and yeah. then your immediate thought, oh, are we back? Oh, oh here we go. Back. Yeah. My there we internet, go. My internet is like my life, unstable. Um <laughs> Um, it might be mine as well to be fair my internet's been playing up bad all day <clears throat> classic working no, I, I think, yeah yeah unfortunately um, I think the balance mate is the fact that some supporters become blind in their passion and they mm-hmm. see it as their god given right to be able to say what they want yeah. to anyone whether it's the sports person or even just other fans from other teams like, yeah, it's great having passion. Like, it's, there's nothing better than going into a packed stadium, watching yeah. the sport, um, or looking at on TV and seeing it, and you just have that desire to be a game. But you just need to learn, like, when to keep your opinions to yourself. What is it? I think the saying is, um, opinions are like arseholes. Everyone's got one. <laughs> and unfortunately, 
some people just need to decide when to shut theirs. Yeah. Like some people enjoy why... getting their arseholes out. Is that is that what we're saying in our in our first one on sport? Some people just love sharing hey, their arseholes. You got, got to set the standards. <laughs> this is the highbrow but... content we're going for. <laughs> Uh, yeah yeah pretty yeah. much but i just think like yeah what at what stage do you take your passion like what what is it that when you're a huge liverpool fan like you said and a player has done something to mean you lose the game like where do you take that passion of being really pissed off that something's happened mm. to then slide into that person's dms and tell them that you're going to kill them or mm. you wish they were injured or something like that like where like I would love to know what goes on through their heads. Clearly yeah. nothing because they yeah. thought it's a good idea to do it. Whether it's fueled by alcohol, drugs, mm-hmm. maybe could be depression in their own lives. And it's mm. them outwardly um, attacking someone else because they can't sort of reflect on themselves and how maybe down they are. Yeah, it's a sort of an escapism. You think that, yeah, you know, and, and I think yeah. that is one of the important things to raise about sport is, um, and I see it, I see it quite often in London with all the football teams around here. But you see lads that their only goal for the whole week is to make it through to Saturday, to get on the beers at twelve o'clock, to do whatever they want to do and put whatever they want wherever they want um, to give themselves yeah. that buzz, buzz and that. And then, yeah, even you know, maybe not even remembering the game because they've had too many beers. Um, and then obviously going out on the session afterwards after the football's over and. I know even in quite a lot of youth teams, well, not youth teams, but Sunday league teams in, in London, that that is the culture. You know, you play your game on Saturday at 12 o'clock and then everyone goes out on the on the beers after. Um, and do you think that is something that maybe needs to change the way that we evaluate sport and we connect it with things like drinking beforehand with the lads and betting all your money on a Saturday acker? Like, do you think those things are problems within sport um, which I think which add to this this sort of poor mental health it cre- can create. I think drinking is an excuse for the people the way they behave because mm-hmm. how how many there's there's I'd love to like if you did a study there's probably a high percentage of people that drink and still don't do the abuse online. Yeah. Um, I don't think you'd ever be able to stop people drinking. Football, mm. you can't drink in stadiums, is it? Or you can, mm. but you can't at your seats. Yeah, so only at half time, or yeah, not at your seats. Right. So, and you still get all that abuse. Yeah. Rugby, mm. you can drink a two pinter at your seat mm. and you not hardly see. Not if you're our mate James Dixon. Um, <laughs> you cannot drink a two pinter. He's probably still drinking that pint from first year. <laughs> Yeah, let us know, Dixon, if you if you're out there, if you're still sipping away. <laughs> sipping it, listening to this. Um, yeah, but then I think it I think it is just the individual. I mm. come on, we've been in pretty bad state sometimes, but we've never slid into a sports person's um, yeah. DMs after a game and sent some abuse. Mm-hmm. Whereas somebody who's maybe only had one sherbet might fly into. <laughs> somebody else's dms and then but like i said i think it is a way of like you said escapism mm. they they can rebound maybe their negative feelings their negative um sort of mental state mm. and sort of project it onto that other person i yeah. do think gambling is a huge 
contributing factor to it as well. Mm. That's got that's got to be huge. You imagine if you've put twenty quid on a game and you only have thirty quid to to your name, <laughs> yeah, because you're on a you know it's a surefire game. It's Man City versus I don't Blackburn. know, I don't know, uh, yeah, Blackburn. And for some miracle reason, Blackburn win. <laughs> but you put your twenty quid on Man City to win. Of yeah. course, you, and and it's because one of the Man City players has slipped like Gerard did to lose them the uh, title. Yeah. In, uh, oh. Whatever year that was, yeah. we've gone raw. <laughs> the only footballing knowledge you know there, you managed to put it out. <laughs> I can't remember what year it was. Twenty eighteen. Yeah, I um, can't remember it. Uh, of course, you can't. I bet it's imprinted on you. Um, <laughs> of course, you're going to like instantly just blame that person instead of looking at yourself, going, "Okay, maybe I didn't need to put twenty quid on this game." Yeah, I ha- I didn't need to put myself in that situation. Um, yeah, but I would just love to know, like, how it negatively impacts the the person, the recipient. Yeah, I think yeah, I've I've not heard much on sports stars. I mean, some sports stars they say it, it doesn't matter. I know um, Luis Suarez, he, he's a bit of an animal himself, anyway. But um, yeah. he used to say, you know, it's uh, yeah. He used to say it just drove him on to be better. If people were booing him, he would, you know, he would he would love to do better um, because of that. But I can imagine there has been some sports stars that have maybe fallen out of love with the game, um, and you know yeah. the club that they play for. If, if your fans are getting on top of you, um, well, yeah, I was I was, re- I was reading just before we came on here that there was um, a tennis star, a 22 year old Canadian tennis star who apparently was going to be the next big thing she retired because she was getting so much abuse from her own fans at 22 years old wow. because she lost a tennis game. Um, is it game? Match? Yeah. Tennis match? Um, tennis match. is not my bag. <laughs> yeah. I think there's 18 holes on it. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but um, yeah, she ended up retiring at 22. And she, was, she was dubbed to be the next big thing because she was yeah. receiving such, like, terrible abuse when I was reading it it's like wow to think yeah. that a 22 year old at well, any age you're receiving that is going to put you off and how do you then find the motivation if you've had a stinker on a Saturday and you're receiving yeah. death threats and everything on a Saturday night Sunday how do you find the motivation to go to training on a Monday yeah and, and how can you call these people your fans I, I love that terminology mm. that she was getting um death threats from her fans because yeah. are they your fans if they're if they're sending you that you know like in, at the end of the day, it's, it's on, especially tennis, right? It's a very solo sport. Yeah. It's, it's up to oh, you yeah, to yeah. win and decide if you yeah. want to win or not. Like, it's not on some fucking person sat in the crowd with their strawberries and cream going, hit it mm. harder. You, um, you can guarantee it'll be the same schweff that'll be at the front asking for the autograph, though. Yeah. As soon as they're yeah, doing something good. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure if we've come to any conclusion there on, on sport, if it's good or bad, but I think. I think one thing that uh, definitely for anyone listening here, you know, if you've got a mate that is in people's DMs <laughs> kicking off, if you have a mate that does get, you know, so frustrated when his bet loses on football or on the rugby or even in horses, right? I know it's not a team sport, but um, betting, like you said, goes far and wide. And maybe that's something that we can cover in a, in a, in another podcast. Hey, eh? episode two already in the, in the book. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think if you are a, a male out there, you know, you've seen your mates go through this. Some of this stuff you're hearing, you're thinking, I've either done that or I've got a mate I know who's done that um, and, and does those actions. I think it's time that we not, ho- well, we hold them accountable, but we find out to your point, Callum, we find out why 
Um, you know, maybe your mate is struggling and it could just be that bringing it up with him is, is the conversation we need because like we said at the start, men don't talk about their mental health. I'm not saying that there's going to be an over-indexing of people in sport that have poor mental health in any other walk of life, but there's always triggers throughout life of, of being able to spot certain little things. Um, so yeah, I think that's a big takeaway that I've got from this. If, if I see a mate in, in that situation, um, to get that out and and I think that leads back nicely to the good side of sport of how good yeah. it can be for teamwork to meet people you know when you move to a new city get into a team sport because you're going to meet the local people um and if you're traveling or whatever um so yeah I suppose that's my sort of takeaways from it Cal what about yourself yeah I th- exactly the same but like the I think the big question is do you think this boycott will work so it's going on from Friday afternoon until midnight Monday so it's going to miss the whole weekend of sport yeah. Now, um, I think, isn't it, that they are trying to focus on racism and discrimination, mm-hmm. which is obviously rife within life, yeah. let alone sport. Um, but because was it the Leeds goalkeeper that said when they said about the Super League and everyone started boycotting, protests, all of this, and they said if only half the effort that went into us saying no to Super League went into us saying no to racism. Yeah, there would be a, there would be there would be actual a, there would be a change. Yeah, and I thought lead striker opposite end of the pitch. Oh, was it lead striker? Was it just the other way around? Okay. But yeah, got a right club. Who am I? Look at me with yeah. my football knowledge. <laughs> Huggy, our football expert. I'll put that next to your title. <laughs> yes, please, mate. Um, but like he hit it, ne- he, like absolutely smashed it there. Yeah. If we actually put, but it's because there's no money involved. If if players started walking off the pitch, if clubs started saying, right, we'll start doing games behind closed doors until these people are removed or whatever like that, then you would start seeing changes. Yeah. And like I do I like I think the boycott is a great idea. Mm-hmm. But you think you've got Facebook with something like two billion users, you've got mm-hmm. Instagram with over a billion users. They are never Go and they make so much money from them. They're never going to do anything which is going to harm them as a business. As bad as yeah. that is, like I said to you before, the stat like something like forty nine point nine five percent of the UK population have Facebook. Yeah, and like over thirty one million people use it on a monthly basis, and over a billion people use Instagram a month. Wow. Like, yeah, the, those numbers are huge. So yes, it'd be great to have something in place to safeguard um, sports people, just people in general, from mm. these absolute schwefs and these keyboard warriors um, from going on there and putting their little two pence piece in. Yeah, but I just don't think it's enough. I think I think yeah. it needs, there needs to be more action, um, and that's the only way it's going to stop it. Yeah, I think it's an interesting one, the boycott, because I, I don't think I actually follow that many footballers on Instagram or Twitter. Um, mm. So for someone like me, it's, it's more the publicity around it, right? Around the boycott, which can create change. I suppose it depends on how much it does harm those numbers on Instagram, Facebook, and that of people not following or liking, because there, there should be a dent there um, yeah. to it. But I think it's been called for before, but putting your driver's license or actually having some accountability um on twitter on the end yeah i think is, is a great thing um i think it's a great idea to raise the awareness with 
we'll only find out once they've done it, right? And, and, and maybe we can check in next week to see what the update was of that um, boycott. <laughs> but I think, yeah, it's... It, yeah, I think it serves more as a shout for, for any lad listening to this. If you know you've got a friend that partakes in that behaviour, then they are someone that needs to be reached out to, pulled back in line and, and made accountable by yourself as a friend um, to that person. So mm. that, yeah, you know, people should be able to put whatever they want online and, well, not whatever they want, that's part of the problem, but should be yeah. able to put, you know, bad game today, we go again tomorrow and get the support of, of where we want to live in this world. You know, we want to have a nice life. Want to be positive. Yeah, it's, it's when people say freedom of speech. Yeah, we're not yeah. freedom of being a fucking idiot, is it? Yeah, exactly. Like, come on. Yeah, freedom of speech sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> not yeah. every time. Um, well, we've wrapped that one up there, Cal. Good discussion for our, our first episode in. Um, mm. And obviously, everyone out there listening, send us in your thoughts. Um, do you think the boycott's a good idea? What do you think about sport for people's mental health? And overall, do you think it's good or bad for, for lads' mental health? Um, I think we're sort of in the middle there, how aren't we? I think there's many benefits yeah. of sport for, for mental health, but there are also some drawbacks, which if it's affecting your mental health, which means you affect someone else's mental health, is, is not a healthy um, a healthy place that anyone wants to be in, really, does it? No, no. Um, which brings us nicely onto our agony uncles section. So this is all about the problems that you're facing. So every week we're going to ask you to write in with any issues that you're facing. It can be life issues, it can be mental health issues, um, it can be football questions for Huggy, our new football expert, um, to delve into. And, and give I can answer answers. them all. Answer <laughs> them all, there we are. Um, so this week, Cal, yes. we have got, and we may need a new name for Agony Uncle, but we can be open to suggestions. And a little jingle. Yeah. Agony Uncle, here for you. I mean, we don't need a jingle, let's just play that. That's what we're going to have from now on in. It's sorted. Um so Agony Uncle, yeah, what we've got here today, so this is about the easing of lockdown restrictions, uh, which in the UK eased a couple of weeks ago um, and in Scotland on Monday. Um, so what it says here is they are having a bit of anxiety about going out as they've not managed to save any money um, throughout lockdown and their friends have. Um, so they're feeling that pressure to go out and, and spend a lot to try and keep up with their friends. Um, what should they do? Um, so Cal, I'm going to chuck this one to you to start and kick us off with. What do you think... This should do, this person should do. God, I'm probably terrible for this advice because I <laughs> I would always want to be out. Yeah, <laughs> but um, when you're not researching football. Yeah, when I'm yeah when I'm not sat at home looking at my football cards, sticking it in my little book, oh, in those little sticker books. Um, <laughs> my my advice would just be go out and enjoy yourself, but within your means. Like if you can mm. go out for a couple, go out for a couple. But also, like we're trying to do here, open that communication up. Say to the boys, I can come out, but I literally can only come out for two or three pints. Then I've got to go, you know. And also, this is when you'll see who your mates are. Because if your mates can dip into their pockets and say, don't worry about it, we'll get you a couple of bevs. One, you know you've got a sound crew. Two, you know you owe them a few drinks when you are a little bit more flush. But three, it means you can go out and you've not got to worry so much. But not take the piss and not put yourself in that financial situation that's going to become a huge burden way yeah. down on you um, and then affect you for the rest of the coming weeks. Like, God, hopefully, fingers crossed, this will be the easing of it full yeah, time now. forever. Right? So there's going to be plenty of opportunity for whoever that is to go out there for a few bevs, maybe a meal with all their mates and catch up. 
Yeah. It's, it's just that scenario. We've been cooped up for seven or eight months. Everyone's just going to want to go out and go hard. Yeah. yeah. Pubs, pubs open fully on May the 17th. What's that, like two weeks? Two weeks Monday? Yeah, from about here. Or maybe by the time this goes out, it could be May yeah. the 17th. Who knows about our editing skills yet? But yes, it's coming. The indoor. It's indoors, isn't it, then, for pubs? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so you'll be able to sit indoors. So it just means the novelty would have worn off because more people is going to be able to go out. Like a few of us went out in Manchester last weekend or the weekend before, and Northern Quarter could have literally, the pubs there, because they can only have outdoors, they've got very limited space. Supply and demand, as we learn in economics at uni. (laughs) (laughs) Supply down, demand goes up. (laughs) Yeah. So you could have literally filled northern quarter beer gardens easily three times over but as soon wow. as you can sit indoors yeah, supplies going up demand's going to go down so i wouldn't worry about it right now you got loads yeah. of time plus the weather's turning shit yeah like, raining for the next week or two it's going to be raining don't worry about it let them sit outside drinking their wet pint whilst you're inside drinking a bottle of bud yeah. uh, or any other beers that are out there yes. uh, yeah. um, all and... water or soft drinks are available those that don't yes. drink yes that's true um and don't worry about it i'd say yeah stay and save some money yes i think it's a great chance for you to get your, your savings back up right if all your friends are going out um you've got the chance there i think yeah i would echo that advice just i think front up to it you know lads i haven't got any money because i don't know what you've spent your money on as the person who got in touch but you know i've had an amazon package delivered every day and now i've got a thousand fucking sweet dishes in my room that i didn't need <laughs> Um, I say that because I've just bought a sweet dish. A fantastic purchase. Um, sweet dish? Yeah. As in a little... dish to put sweets in? Or... Yeah. Yeah. As, as opposed you to... Posh you bastard. The other meaning. I mean, yeah. That's what I'm in space. Look at me. I'm out here. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm, on, I'm on SpaceX. <laughs> is it? Am I Elon Musk? going to see Elon Musk flying yeah. in the background. <laughs> Hello, Sean. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think front up to it, just say, lads, I've, I've fucked it. Oh, I've not got any money to come out for the beers. It's, yeah, I'm not sure where you are either. If you're in London, I feel your pain. I went out for a, a drink with my mate yesterday. I wasn't having a drink, but a pint and a lemonade cost £8.50. I was like, Bloody hell. Crying as I turned that Apple Pay. Happens when you move to the big smoke, mate. Right, exactly. Saying, yeah. saying that, it's cheap up north. I can get two pints of Guinness in like the area where I live, probably for yeah. about £6. £6.50 maybe for two pints. Wow, our our rugby club had a pre-season friendly against one of the like Greater Manchester teams. Yeah. Went into the clubhouse, ordered two Guinness. She was like eleven pounds, please. I was like, sorry, what? Eleven pounds? I was like, right, yeah, I was like hang on, you know we're in North. Right, your clubhouse are robbing bastards. Yeah, it was a it was a very nice clubhouse. To be fair, they're yeah. shit at rugby, but it was uh, yeah. it was a very very nice clubhouse. That's probably why they've got a nice clubhouse because they're shit at everything else. Um, yeah. but yeah I think front up to it save your money while they're all going out I think as Cal said take your time it's only one weekend there's only four of them in a month and you'll soon be back to payday or um, wherever you are and yeah maybe try to see your friends in a non-drinking activity you know I mean still go for a walk or I don't know, go to the gym or something what you're doing um, there so yeah maybe try to bring it away from alcohol a little bit if that helps um, but yeah front up tell them about your money issues Um and then yeah, move up north to get the cheap beers if you're not already there. Don't go, yeah, but don't go to Bowden Rugby Club. Don't go to Bowden. Bowden's banned. 
if anyone mentions yeah. Bowden on the in, in Altrincham, you're gone. Um, yeah. So then on to our final part of this um, of our first podcast here, Cal. It's all about the highs and lows of your mental health this week. So this is anything that's happened that's been good or bad, um, just to share. And I think the whole point is to share with everyone how normal life you have your goods and bads and just talking about them is a normal thing for blokes to do um, rather than just saying, you know, how's your week been? Yeah, it's been all right, mate. How about yours? Yeah, not too bad. Oh, do you see about the Super League? You know, we're all too, yeah. all important, miss those conversations. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Cal, where, where do you want to start with the highs or the lows of, of your week? I'll start with the lows. Yeah, um, I've had a. To be fair, today has been a really flat day. I felt really shit today. Been like, yeah, quite down. I don't know why. Mm. There's no like contributing factor. Just yeah. one of those days. Got up. So you'll know from one of our previous uh, video chats that I yeah. screwed my back up a couple of weeks yeah. ago. Dude, Still playing me up. Four hundred kilos, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, something about the world record. Eddie Hall, like who? Um, <laughs> Eddie Hall, it's Huggy, Huggy Hall. <laughs> Um, yeah and it's still playing me up so I woke up missus and I went to the gym this morning I just like had to stretch just hoping it's going to get better and it didn't so I literally spent like 45 minutes doing nothing hurt like hurting yeah then so my attitude had gone from being up here being like yes I'm up early I'm at the gym finally and then just instantly going let me go on that for 30 minutes yeah, and like it's just frustrated in that sense. And I came home, like had a my first call of the day. Yeah, just a bit shit. Like, yeah, just some work stuff. Um, mm. And then, yeah, I was just kind of flat for the rest of the day. Yep. Just, yeah, just like I couldn't find that motivation then to then to get back. Going. Yeah. So, like, Amanda sort of said, like, just get away from your laptop, go for a walk. So I took the dog out for a walk. That yeah. did help, but yeah. then when I came back in, I just still yeah. had no motivation, and I was just like, I don't I like, and there is literally zero, like nothing else has happened. Yeah. So I can't, it's not like I can pin it to one specific thing. Yeah. Uh, just one of those flat days, mate. To be honest. I did. I read a good article about this recently. I think I shared it in the group, um, and it's a term called languishing. So it's basically when you feel a bit meh, you know, like, oh, today's just flat. Um, yeah, and there's no real reason for it, like you say, but it is a is a sign that, yeah, you just need to. I think what you're doing, mate, talk about it, acknowledge that it's a shit day, um, and it might, yeah, to your point, there might not be anything that you could change or do differently, but yeah, there's mm. always going to be shit days and there's good days, isn't there? It's how it's how you know there's good days coming. Um, exactly. Yeah. But yes, sorry to hear about the back is still playing you up. I mean, that's what happens when you go for a world record. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, and, your second and that was back, only one-handed. Yeah, no. imagine, if you had, imagine if you used them both. I mean, oh, no. <laughs> would have been unreal. Um, that, that's perfect, mate. I think my low day that I'll, I'll share, um, I suppose I haven't really got a low day. I suppose it's just more of a low feeling. Um, I recently moved back to London from Bristol, um, from back home with my parents for three months where everything was the same, every single day, the same routine, because um, everything was closed, right? Um I didn't have to think about all the other bullshit of life of washing clothes, getting food in and all these tasks, which I hate doing anyway. Um, so for me, it's been quite a, quite a low in that sense of just moving back into London, back into my flat, which is now shared with, with people that I, I can't stand and do not enjoy. Um, and then just my, whole schedule, <laughs> yeah, 
um, don't really care. Um, <laughs> and just having that whole like, yeah, just thinking about a million different one things. My whole schedule that I've been doing for three months has just gone out the window. So feels quite unsettled. Feel a bit of stress coming in um, because of that, and and obviously the other factors with my housemates and stuff like that. So yeah, not really like a low day. It's just more a part of my life that. It's just been difficult to get accustomed to over the past couple of weeks. Um, yeah. but Are you back in the office? No, we're not back until June. Um, but oh, I did nice. go back in recently just to have a bit of space um, yeah. and just remind myself that I work for a business and not as for myself in this room. <laughs> it's yeah. not where I work. Well, in space. I'm in space. I've got lots of room. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, for those of you that are listening, I've just re- realised that you won't know what I'm saying about space, but I currently am on Zoom with a space background. Um, just, just for not, that visual he's image. <laughs> I'm live tweeting. He's taking all your money. money. He's your rich Nigerian uncle. <laughs> <laughs> just please enter your bank details at the bottom of this podcast in the comments. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's probably my low bit. Um, and then on to the high. We always like to end the podcast on a high. Um, and maybe we can have a jingle afterwards. We've already got the first jingle, so jingles yeah. are coming. Um, so yes, what has been your high um, day, week? Uh, not day, week. Uh, day or thing or something that's happened this week that is your probably, high. Probably, probably two little bits. Um, yesterday, going to watch the rugby. So watching Ooh. the watching the boys play uh, Bowden, despite oh, being boo. ripped off. Boo Bowden! Your points being... are expensive. Oh, I know. <laughs> But it, it was nice going back and watching the rugby. Granted, it was like stood on the side of the pitch frustrated. Um, yeah. But it was nice being back, seeing some kind of normality, few people yeah. around the pitch, the game going on. So that was nice. Um, and then today, I'm very fortunate enough that with work, I've, I've got um, private health. So I went through them about my back. Oh, very um, fancy. Here he is. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, it's because they haven't got any hospitals in space. Um, and then, uh, no, they, they've referred me to uh, get my back checked uh, properly. So th- and then that, so that kind of, although I was feeling really flat and deflated today, that helped. Um, that really cheered me up. And that wasn't until the very end of the day. So that was, that was quite a nice end to the day, is oh, yeah. being, refer- being referred to um, a physio who's going to properly check my back out and then refer me on if I need to go to like an osteopath or a scan or something like that. Mate, that's fantastic. That's what you want. Yes. There's yeah, exactly. exactly. In the money. Yeah. Oh. Oh, it's just so, it's like the NHS is a fantastic thing. Like we as a country are so lucky to have the NHS. Um, but it's just the waiting list. It's yeah. so long. Very long. Like, Especially with COVID, so, right? So, absolutely yeah. fucked it yeah um, yeah but yeah good to see you back out in amongst the friends out in the mm. rugby i've been out in a few pubs recently so it's nice to be around people and yeah try and remember what having a conversation is like um <laughs> which is probably yeah probably my high actually is meeting people like you said um i met my girlfriend monica for the second time this year in the last week um nice we're only on the 28th of april and i've seen her twice this year um, but obviously, don't need long... any details of what cheered you up about that. <laughs> Just the company. Um, <laughs> she's got a great personality. Um, she that? Yeah. <laughs> That's why I've got this screen on. If you can't see her, 
Sarah me. No, she's not here. But yeah, I think seeing her, seeing a couple of mates from work, um, a couple of mates from uni um, has been fantastic. And of course, the highs this week has been recording this first podcast um, episode, video, whatever happens with it. We've recorded it. We're in. We're on. Um, and yeah, so hopefully out there you found this useful to listen to on your walks, on your runs, in the gym. I don't know where people listen to podcasts, to be honest. I normally do it on a walk. Um, but hopefully we've given you something to think about. We'd love to hear from you, of course, about your views on sport, whether it's good for good or bad for mental health. If you've got any problems for the agony uncles, I'm going to insert the, the jingle here. Agony uncle, here for you. Um, for, you for you to remind yourselves. Um, agony uncles, here for there you. There we are. Yes. Yeah. Um, and also, if you want to share your day, so it's a piece we do called Say Your Day. Um, every day in the Man Thoughts group on Facebook, just give us a search and get involved about talking about your day, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, so get involved. We'd love to share your um, or your lows throughout the week. I mean, that's it from me. No, perfect. Well, we'll catch you all next week. Um, good thank one, you mate. all for listening. Class. Cheers. See ya. Bye.